there, I'm Jolene McCarthy and welcome to Two Question Tuesday. Each week, Two Question Tuesday answers randomly picked questions submitted by our clients. Answering this week's questions, we have Bill D'Angelo, Managing Director of Focus Wealth Management, and Mike Pisani, Director of Financial Planning. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Jillian. Jillian. Okay, this week we got lots of questions from many clients. Um, they want to know, Phil, what do you think about the election result? Well, I think importantly, uh, the results had a clear outcome. And, um, you know, I don't know how much challenging uh, could go on um, you know, for the presidency. I, I think that the outcome was was pretty clear in the market's uh, mind. You know, you have the futures up uh, before uh, the vaccine this morning uh, on that news. Uh, they were up pretty you know, about 400 points of this of this large gain that we could see today on, on Monday. Um, in terms of uh, of the you know our anticipation for the markets and what we expect, uh, you know if if you look at the House of Representatives, that looks like it went towards the Democrats, and uh, the Senate is pretty tied right now. Um, I think the markets uh, again would prefer if the Republicans uh, maintain control of the Senate. Uh, split government uh, is the best scenario uh, for for the equity markets. Um, interestingly enough, if you look at the bond market today. Again, we spoke uh, last week in the special uh, edition uh, of the the move ahead. Probably, if you had a Biden victory uh, on interest rates, uh, looking at a larger stimulus package than you would see uh, under the current administration. And this morning, you're seeing um, the ten-year Treasury at almost 92 basis points, uh, which is really a big move upwards. Uh, anticipating, you know, some large government spending. Uh, probably also, uh, you know, issuing of more debt. So really interesting movements uh, in the markets that we, again, go back to last week, which we mentioned in our last episode, um, are, are coming to fruition now. Um, uh, look, you know, I, I think that the two questions that were out there uh, in terms of the markets and what they were with over the past, you know, six months was the election and what's going on with COVID. And, um, you know, we're working towards resolve of, of, of one of those questions. And now it looks like we're entering a resolve period on another. Now, look, uh, this is going to take some time. We're not through the woods yet. Uh, but, but these question marks that have hang, at, hang over the markets uh, for quite some time are uh, working towards answers. I think it's also important to recognize, you know, the, the, some of the, the pressure on large cap value stocks uh, was due to the the tariff programs, especially with Europe, and they're in the courts and they're coming out this week. And um, the EU is supposed to hit us with a new round of tariffs. It'd be very interesting to see uh, if uh, you know during uh, this pre uh, pre inaugural period, uh, if some sort of tariff talk uh, is also worked out. I think that COVID is obviously the number one problem facing the globe uh, and the global economies and, and markets. But I think it would be also uh, interesting to look at, you know, are we going to continue these tariff wars and, and what that's going to look like? Uh, if you take all those three questions away, um, you know, you take away uncertainty and it's going to be an interesting time period. But we have a ways to go. Obviously, this is a really uh, knee jerk reaction off of a great vaccine uh, from Pfizer, which I think Michael's going to 
jump into now. Sorry to give away the question, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I don't have too much to add to that. The only thing that I would really say is I completely agree. You know, the market really likes the fact that it thinks that we're going to see split government. Um, there's going to be both red and blue, and it, it, that's huge too. And a lot of people have asked me what the rise. How can you be so positive when we're probably going to see some type of a rise in taxes? And my immediate response is, well, what if global trade restarts again because we actually don't fight people with all these tariffs everywhere? Like that's a really big positive outcome. Look, that was clipping uh, the trade wars. And look, I, I think that parts of it, especially the, you know, uh, dealing with the Chinese on some of these issues was very important. Right. But if you look at 100 100 basis points, almost one full percent off of global GDP uh, because of tariffs, you know, when you resolve that, uh, that adds to economic activity. So, yeah, look at the higher tax regimes we had in the 80s, even in the 90s. Right. With very high equity market returns. Uh, you can have higher taxes and have higher market returns, certainly. Yeah. Okay. This leads us to our next question. Mike, what are your thoughts on the Pfizer and Novavax vaccine? Well, the, the data and the initial readout on the Pfizer vaccine being 90% effective is a complete game changer. That's higher than anything that I thought was realistically going to be possible. The seasonal flu has between a 20% and 60% efficiency rate in terms of the regular vaccine that we have there. A 90% effective vaccine just completely eliminates COVID, really. Um, and it goes a long way to do a number of things. It inspires a lot of confidence that we can actually go back to some type of a normal type of economic type of environment. Um, you're looking at a circumstance, too, where you still have to get 300 million plus people vaccinated. So I think that the initial knee-jerk reaction on the back end of this is probably a little bit euphoric because it's not going to be that easy to get everybody vaccinated. But this goes a long way to getting us to a position economically that we really needed to get to. And my initial take and readout, looking at the 10-year Treasury jumping up to 92, 93 basis points this morning, it tells you that the market largely believes that this is probably going to happen because what you're looking at is with all the stimulus, you have a, a lot more dollars in circulation and there's a lot of healing here. So you can see an uptick. And we've said a number of times on these platforms that no matter what, when you get into next year, you're in a rate of sequential acceleration in the economy because we just can't get worse data than we were looking at in the second quarter of 2020. And this goes a long way to really uh, certify that, that we're going to see probably higher growth rates in 2021 versus 2020. Um, and if you do get another, my biggest concern on the back end of this is what is the Federal Reserve and the U.S. government going to do now that we have a vaccine that could be this potentially effective? You know, the market really likes stimulus. Is that going to mean that there's going to be less stimulus because we can go back to normal? Because that's potentially a little bit of a negative, And we have a lot of things to work through with getting everybody vaccinated and understanding the stimulus uh, after effects of all this. But at the same time, this is hugely positive news. Just as society in general, this is a massive breakthrough, 90 percent effectiveness. Like, yeah, I mean, that's the same, you know, really is measles, right? Measles is around 90 percent. Um, and so this this would be a game changer. Uh, going to take some time, though, right? I mean, you know, we're in a really tough season. It's the flu season. Uh, we got a lot ahead of us. Um, but, you know, at least there is some light, I guess, at the end of the tunnel. I just speaking to a lot of people. I mean, you're not going to be the first one to run out and 
you know, try to get vaccinated. But you know, Pfizer, um, you know, I heard uh, their CEO speak earlier this morning and, uh, you know, they're they're shocked at these results as well. They, they feel that, um, you know, this this far exceeded any of their expectation. Um, you know, interestingly enough, Mike, you talk about the rotation, right, that was supposed to happen from growth to value. And over the weekend, there was a plethora of articles out talking about how, you know, it doesn't look like that value rotation is going to happen at all because you didn't have the blue wave. And, you know, we're going to be stuck with growth, you know, outperforming value for quite some time. When you look at this morning, uh, you really look at what could be a catalyst, you know, the stay at home stocks, uh, the Amazons, uh, the Zooms, you know, the Pelotons, uh, really pulling back a little bit. And the old large value names, whether it be in energy or look at Pfizer, you know, the typical large value name healthcare, um, you know, Boeing uh, really uh, outperforming. Um, so does this really spark uh, the catalyst for value to kind of catch up, maybe not outperform, but maybe catch up on the year? Uh, and, you know, I would dare say, yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, that just justifies the fact that you always have to maintain some semblance of balance. You can't be radical and in any one direction. And this is a, I mean, it's a knee jerk reaction. If you weren't in value before this, you're not making up any of these gains. It's crazy. Um, so it's important to stay balanced, stay uh, anchored to what your long-term goals are. And Excellent be- point. Know what you own. Excellent point. Don't have it all in growth. Stay balanced. Aside from your 60, 40, 50, 50, 70, 30 equities to bonds, Know what you own inside of that, you know, 60% equity makeup. Absolutely great point. Cool. Anything else? I think that's it. Thank you both for answering this week's burning questions. If you have a question you'd like to submit, email us at info at focuswealthmgmt.net. Stay safe and we'll see you next week.